Good morning, church family. Turn with me to John chapter 13 as we continue through the book of John. Glad that you're here this morning. Today we're looking at John 13 verses 21 to 30. And this is kind of a dark, a dark moment. Jesus has just washed the feet of his disciples, including Judas. Um, and then now this is where Jesus is going to call Judas out. Um, someone that is going to betray him. Judas is going to leave. Um, and then, uh, as we've already seen, starting the ball roll, uh, or start the ball rolling for, for Jesus to be crucified. Uh, that Judas is going to, uh, give Jesus over to the religious leaders. And so this is kind of this this setup. And it's a dark time because here's someone betraying Jesus. Someone who everyone else thought was was right there with him. uh, One of the disciples. uh, And betrayal is is a very serious uh, situation. I don't know if any of you have been betrayed by someone on a very serious level. Um, looking at Dante's Inferno, uh, and this is not biblical, by the way, but this gives us a picture. Dante's Inferno gives nine levels of hell. Uh, the lowest level is treachery uh, and betrayal. And even within that realm, there is a capital city of Judaica, which is named after Judas. Uh, so even if you were to rate sins, I mean, betrayal is pretty low. Uh, and by the way, I don't know of anyone who has named their child Judas. Uh, so Judas has always had this, this story attached to, to who he, who he is. Uh, and we are going to take a look at this betrayal that Judas did with Jesus. And we're going to also see that, that sin is serious. Um, we get betrayed in our life and, and we have betrayed others. And I, I know you're thinking through a situation. Uh, mine started back with one of my first trips to Disneyland. Um, I was at Disneyland, and I loved Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. I was excited to see Tigger, and we get in, and there's Tigger, right? Come to find out, it's some human being in a costume, right? And it just, everything spiraled down from there. But, but we get betrayed. We, we put our trust in something and someone and, and then we have lost, uh, this trust. And here is, we're gonna see, especially the disciples later, when they find out about Judas. Uh, but here's a situation that, that here is a betrayal that happens to Jesus, uh, and, and the seriousness of what that looks like, even in our own life. So read with me John 13, verses 21 to 30. It says, After saying these things, Jesus was troubled in his spirit and testified, Truly, truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at one another, uncertain of whom he spoke. One of his disciples, whom Jesus loved, was reclining at the table at Jesus' side. So Simon Peter motioned to him to ask Jesus of whom he is speaking. So that disciple, leaning back against Jesus, said to him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is he to whom I will give this morsel of bread when I have dipped it. So when he had dipped the morsel, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. Then after he had taken the morsel, Satan entered into him. 
Jesus said to him, what are you going to do? Do it quickly. Now no one at the table knew why he said this to him. Some thought that because Judas had the money bag, Jesus was telling him, buy what we need for the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. So after receiving the morsel of bread, he immediately went out, and it was night. And I want to look today at at this struggle that John has been talking about this in his entire book so far, of light versus dark, of what light versus darkness is. And we're, we see the very um, example of darkness in Judas and in his heart. And then here he is, uh, Jesus, the light. And throughout the gospel, we've seen this, and we know that it's, it's a struggle. Even from verse 5 of chapter 1, at the beginning of John, says the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. We've seen the hostility of the darkness with all that Jesus has gone through. And as we go through again and again, we see those who choose the darkness instead of the light, which doesn't make sense to us at all. Um, But we know that there are some who are going to not choose Jesus and absolutely reject him. Um, But here in we have in Judas, and in this scene... The, clo- the proximity of darkness to light, okay? He's seated right next to Jesus. Uh, and by the way, da Vinci got it wrong. I know the classic painting. Um, don't get all up in arms about that. But the setting here is, is, is that U-shaped table. Uh, and most often, they, everyone who is enjoying a meal would lean kind of on their left elbow, use their right hand to eat. And then I thought about that. If you're a lefty, do you... Do you lean on the right, and then it gets awkward like when you're at the restaurant and you have to sit by a lefty? Anyway, but kind of imagine the, the, the they're propped up on their left elbow, feet are out, uh, they're eating with their right hand, and we see John, who is the disciple that Jesus loved, by the way, in this passage, the writer of this book. John's probably on Jesus' right side because we see him kind of lean into Jesus to kind of whisper, hey, so who is it? Um, but for Jesus to dip the bread and give it to Judas, Judas probably was on his left. Um, so, so even the physical proximity of dark and light is in this picture. Uh, and to, to understand that seated right next to Jesus is someone who has rejected him. And there might even be people in this room, there are people we know, people we love in our family, who... They live a good life, but they have rejected the things of Jesus. Uh, and, you know, if they're here and they have done that, then we, we pray that, that the light pierces the darkness of their heart. Uh, but we need to understand that we could be exposed to the light. And uh, that's a very hard pill to swallow for parents, uh, for those who have loved ones who you know that that loved one is not saved. And you have given everything, your all, to representing and living, living Jesus out for them. And there's still going to be some who reject. Uh, and that's just the reality. And so here's a picture of Judas who has rejected. He's been with Jesus this whole time. Um, all the years of ministry, all this time together, the behind-the-scenes conversations. Uh, and, but he has had access to Jesus the entire time. So this morning, I want us to take a look at light versus darkness and the angst and the battle and the destination 
of what that relationship looks like. Uh, so the angst of light versus darkness. And we see this in verse 21. Uh, it says, after saying these things, Jesus was troubled in his spirit. Uh, and we've seen Jesus being in the state of angst, uh, stirred up, uh, having this burden on his heart. Uh, and not just that he has to face the physical uh, aspects of the crucifixion. We've seen this throughout his entire ministry. Because from the beginning, there were those who he was teaching and sharing with who weren't going to believe. Uh, the unbelief of the Jews, the hatred of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, some of his own followers who still weren't fully understanding. Uh, there is a level of angst in the heart of Jesus. Uh, and we see that there, to some degree, he truly is a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And it's going to get worse as he gets closer to the cross. But knowing that here is a situation, and he, he is fully aware of who Judas, Judas is. He knows what's coming. <clears throat> so this troubling, this angst that Jesus has, knowing that Jesus or Judas is going to betray him, he's troubled because of the condition of Judas's heart. Of course he doesn't want Judas to reject him. Uh, he is troubled because he has a deep hatred of sin. Okay, the seriousness of sin exposed to God, a holy God, and here Jesus is, fully God, fully man, who hates sin, knowing Judas is right there. He knew Satan was hovering around and couldn't wait for these coming events to unfold. He was troubled uh, because he sensed all that sin and death meant. Sin and death is, leads to hell. Jesus knows this. He has an angst about those who he loves, which one of one of which is Judas. Um, he's troubled because of what he will have to bear on the cross, that he's going to take all of our burden, all of our sin, and take it to the cross for us in his shed blood, covering and the forgiveness of our sin. And so the angst is real in this moment for Jesus. <clears throat> and he loves Judas. By the way, the act of dipping bread uh, and giving it to someone during a meal was an act of friendship or honor. Uh, so even outwardly, Jesus was still very much showing love, serving Judas. We talked about serving our enemies last week. Uh, but here is, uh, going back to Psalm 23, it says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Here's Jesus preparing a table for his enemies. He knows who Judas is. He's still going to serve Judas and show love to him. Uh, Romans 12, 20 says, If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Uh, to serve our enemies, to, to show the love of Jesus to them. And here Jesus is, again, even up into this moment, knowing what's going to happen in moments later, still is showing this love to Judas. Uh, and this angst that Jesus felt in this moment was love. And he, he loves us. And he is burdened by the sin in our life. And he is taking care of that sin. <clears throat> and we need to continue or choose to believe. So not only the angst of the light versus darkness, but there's a real battle between light and darkness. Ephesians 6, 12, 
says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Sin is real. There is a battle going on between sin and darkness. Um, And we still struggle with sin in our life. Even though we have fully accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we are locked into an eternity in heaven, we still have to deal with sin. And we look at Judas and we're like, man, I would never do that. Well, this, the core reason of why what, Je- what led Judas to where he is is sin. And we still have sin. We are no better. Um, and and sitting, to sit there and say, well, I would never do that. We need to realize that sin is a form of betrayal. It is kind of turning our back and say, hey, God, I know you have all these plans. I know your will for my life. Uh, especially in this specific decision or situation, but I'm going to kind of do my own thing. And we kind of turn our back for a moment on what we want to do and not what God wants us to do. That heart condition that we struggle with is what led Judas to this betrayal. And so we need to realize this seriousness of sin and the battle that we have even now. And by the way, it doesn't, we don't just jump into, you know, this level of betrayal that Judas did. And we don't know if Judas did either. Uh, to understand that, that Judas leaves this room, he goes uh, and sets up this meeting so that he can give Jesus over to the religious leaders. How much did he get for, for turning Jesus over? It was 30 pieces of silver. Do you know how much 30 pieces of silver is worth in today's market? Maybe $400. Like, really? You know, in my mind over all these years, I always thought, man, he's going to be set for life. He's got all this money. No, $400 in today's market. That's nothing for the level of betrayal that, that Judas shared. And to understand that sometimes it is just these the the first couple of steps going away from the will of God and going away from our relationship with God did Jesus, did Judas start off as a believer and putting his hope in Jesus we don't know it doesn't say did he see Jesus as the messiah that would rescue the jewish people did he see this hope that he put in Jesus like some of the others uh, that Jesus was going to come and rule the earth and overflow, overthrow the government. Uh, and maybe in the process, he's like, man, Jesus, he's heading this weird way. I'd rather be on a winning team. We don't know when some of this happens. And we need to understand that, that sin can lead us down a wrong path. Now, again, and I will say this probably later too, if you have locked in with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior... You're not going to lose your salvation because of sin. I need you to know that. But sin can definitely distract us from keeping our eyes focused on Jesus. Sin can get us very far away in our relationship with God that we are missing out on what he has for us. Um, And it doesn't take much. It's that first little step. Um, I have been working on eating, and I keep saying working on eating good, all right, on my diet. But I tell you, Having that one little piece of sugary anything, it sets me off. Like, it's bad. Um, I didn't realize possibly a strong addictive behavior that I have because 
It's, I love cinnamon graham crackers. That's kind of my little treat, right? And I will get one out of the box and, and put it back and sit down and just eat the one. But sometimes it, it's like a switch. Because all of a sudden, let me put it this way. Have you seen Cookie Monster eat cookies? <laughs> I mean, I go from like zero to 60 like that fast in my craving for the stinking sugar. And, and sin will do that. It's like, well, I'll just, you know, I'll do this once and then I'll go back and be good. And then it's like, ah, oh. and, and all of a sudden we are, we are down this road we don't want to be. We don't know when, G, when Judas made this decision. Maybe he always was going to do this and his heart was never right. Uh, there was not ever a hope for him to understand that Jesus as, as the son of God, as his Messiah, um, back when Jesus said, uh, this was back in John chapter 6, probably almost a year before this moment, when G- Jesus said, one of you is a devil, there's maybe a chance Judas didn't know that that was going to be him. Or maybe he did. We don't know. But the seriousness of sin is real. Even up until the moment, and we don't see this in the book of John, but we see this in Matthew, Jesus says, truly I say to you, one of you will betray me. And Judas replies, almost unbelievable, saying, is it I, Lord? And we don't know when that moment is going to be where he goes past the point of no return and fully rejects Jesus for who he is. Um, but we need to understand that, that the struggle of sin is real. It causes us to be distracted, causes us to be double-minded. Read with me James 1, verses 5 through 8. James 1, 5 through 8, this this reality that even we work through of kind of going, man, because we keep talking about how amazing God is and what his plans and purpose for our life, why aren't we just hanging out there? Um, But we don't, when we are in the light and live in the light, we don't get to be so comfy, cozy, hey, just chilling in the light and I'm never going to to the darkness, I'm never going to sin again. We are going to sin again. So read with me James 1, 5 through 8. It says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. And that's probably where Judas was, this, this back and forth, not sure who Jesus is in his own heart, not understanding uh, the strength that Satan has. Uh, and we, we see the, the importance of understanding the temptation that, that Satan provides. Uh, and our only safety in that is to resist him. Uh, and, and let me give you three verses. One is James 4, 7. says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. In uh, Ephesians 6, says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. And then 1 Peter 5, 8. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. He is strong. He, there is influence in this world that he has. But we need to understand that he is nothing 
He has no power in comparison to Christ Jesus in our life, Christ Jesus in our heart. We overcome because of Jesus, uh, because we are in the light. John 1, 4 and 5, I've read this at the beginning, it says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. So we're in Jesus. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. It's a battle, but we are on the winning side. We have Jesus as our Lord and Savior. But we still struggle. Judas at some point struggled and at some point made that decision. And his heart was hardened so strongly that he rejected Jesus. And so now we have this destination of light versus darkness. We look at the angst. We look at the the battle that's going on. But there's going to be a way that leads down the path of darkness or the way that leads in the path of light. And we see this in verse 30. It says, after he received the morsel, this is Judas, he immediately went out. And then John puts in there, it was night. And it's not just, hey, it was dark at night. We didn't need to know that. It was that Judas has chosen the darkness. He has given up any hope to be in the light, fully rejected the light, and would prefer to be in the darkness. And we see verse 27, it says, Satan entered Jesus or Judas. And I don't think this was some demon possession, you know, this, this unwilling recipient of this demon possession. I think it, it was that Judas had rejected the light so much, wanted to be so far away from the light, fully embracing the darkness. And guess who wants, wants Judas there? It's Satan. And basically opened the door wide to his heart. Uh, for for Satan to have his way with Judas because it's nothing to do with God and everything to do with the darkness. Uh, and so we see the rejection uh, that Judas has in the light. And if one rejects the light, gets so far away, the only option is total darkness. And at this moment, we see, we've, we've seen the people reject the light. We've seen those choose the darkness. But here is this this opportunity Judas had to be right there alongside Jesus, the light, the brightest of all the light. And he chose the darkness, the darkest of all the dark uh, in his heart. Read with me John 3, verses 16 through 19. And we, John gives us this picture of what this looks like when we have rejected the light and embrace the darkness, or if we have chosen the light. So John three sixteen through 19 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. There's our choice for light. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but... Whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and people loved the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. You got one or the other. And when we choose the light, we have an eternity in heaven. Choose the darkness, we're going to spend an eternity in hell. There's no in-between There's no gray area. There's no overlapping shadows. It's light or dark. And we see that Judas, this picture that after he received the morsel of bread, he immediately went out into the darkness. 
Um, and we see that, that ultimately uh, he gets his 30 pieces of silver and that doesn't last long. He ends up uh, committing suicide. He died. He can't handle the choices that has happened, this life in the darkness. Uh, and we see that there was a, a, a working of evil in his life. Uh, and when we don't live in the light, if we are not all in with Jesus, uh, then we have given ourselves over to the darkness. So choosing darkness, we spend eternity in hell. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already. And then choosing the light, back in John 12, says whoever loves his life loses it. Whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. Where I am, there will my servant be also. So we are with Jesus in the light. And we see where the destination of these two options are. Uh, And we see where Judas has gone and chosen. We see that Jesus as light and life, uh, that we have life in him, uh, that we have eternal life, and we get to spend eternity with him. And the scary part of this is, as all of this was going down, he leaves the room. There were the disciples who also spent a lot of time with Judas, didn't have a clue. They were like, oh, Jesus sent him out, you know, down to 7-Eleven to get stuff for the feast. Um, they didn't have a clue. And that concerns me that we don't have a clue. Uh, we don't know who is going to uh, receive the calling of Jesus in their life. We don't know who is going to end up rejecting Christ uh, and choosing the darkness. We don't know that. And because of that, we need to be all in with exposing the light to everyone. Our loved ones, our co-workers, those we come across. Um, we need to continue to love on our children and our students and each other to encourage each other. And yes, there are going to be those who absolutely reject Jesus. But that's not up to us. Uh, we need to be, be obedient with the, the message of Jesus uh, and this light and understanding that there is a real struggle going on. We know who wins, uh, and we are victorious in that because Jesus is a, it was victorious in that. Uh, but we have this picture of Judas who has come, who had full exposure to who Jesus was, and still rejected him. And I pray that we are thankful and this time of celebration of who we are in Jesus and pray for those who are lost and pray for our our world who is lost in this darkness. Please pray with me. Father, be with us this morning as we continue to see the the love that you have for us, uh, the important aspect of of our choice and our our willingness to go all in with you, Father. that through Jesus, when we accept him as Lord and Savior, uh, that we have life, that we are in the light because he is in the light. Father, I thank you for the opportunity that we have to worship. And as we continue in these next few moments, Father, I pray for those who are lost, uh, that it is clear to them that you speak through them, that you call them to yourself. Father, thank you for this time together. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.